Welcome to the Bridge Association of Realtors podcast, where we spotlight Bay Area realtor members and affiliates and share information about how the association can better serve our members. I'm your host, Declan Spring. Today, I'm chatting with Andrea Gordon. In this episode, Andrea and I dive right into the current market with all of its challenges and complexity. Andrea has a very robust business. She's consistently a top producing agent, not just at Compass, but at a nationwide level. This makes for powerful insight because Andrea is never not in contract. She's always in the market. We talk about the factors that shaped the current market, and I ask Andrea about how long the market might continue in its current form. We talk about the business of real estate and how to work on your business rather than in your business. We talk about the fundamentals of protecting your business and finances in a lean market. We talk about the constant outside pressure and threats to the career of being a real estate agent. Andrea and I have chatted before. We're no strangers to sitting down with a microphone. In 2020, we had a rich conversation on the Let's Talk with Declan Spring podcast. And if you'd like to listen to that podcast, there's a link in the show notes. And now I bring you the incomparable Andrea Gordon. I'm here with Andrea Gordon. I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. It's been a while since we chatted. Absolutely. And you know, you and I did have such a long conversation, Andrea, in August 2020. Correct. On my own Let's Talk with Declan Spring podcast. You were my first guest. I know. I was so honored. Well, I, I mean, my goodness, I was so delighted that you would do that for me. And and we talked so much about how you got into real estate that mm-hmm. I think it's fair that I um, include a link to that podcast episode oh feel free in the liner notes to this show great and I don't think Bridge is going to be upset with that no because that's a fascinating story and that'll (laughs) that'll save us having to really retrace all your steps fine you know from childhood to this point in this conversation (laughs) so we have about 15 minutes and you're also on a committee with Bridge yes yeah so it might be that this is a two-part conversation actually uh, because I think what I want to I do I would is, talk to you anytime, Declan. Well, you love to chat. And here's the thing about you as well, and, and why I think I really want to just talk to you about the business of real estate and where we're at right now in, in East Bay real estate in particular, because you're, you're so much more um, intimate with, like day to day, you're in the market all the time. You have transactions all the time. Like, let's say in the first quarter of the year, how many transactions did you have? Um, in the first quarter of the year, I had 12 transactions, but I've subsequently gotten another 11 properties into escrow. Okay. So you're really in the market. This is what I'm saying. There's a lot of agents who certainly their aspiration is, is, you know, to have that kind of that, oh my gosh, it's just such a workload, but, mm-hmm. but you know, a lot of agents just aren't really in the market to that same degree. Sure. And so... I think you're just in this, incre- and you're also such a great talker, that I'd, I'd love to talk to you, let's say, just about, you know, 2021, 22, and now 23. Mm-hmm. With, we don't have crystal balls, but I'd love to get your insight because I really want myself, I want to learn from you. Mm-hmm. And I know that other agents 
can learn from you too and would deeply appreciate your insight. So it was, does that sound fair? We can just talk Absolutely. about that? Absolutely. Totally, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's great. So, so you want me to muse on 21, 22 and now 23? Well, let's just do this first. You're Andrea Gordon. For yes. anybody who doesn't know you, let's just talk about, you know, where you hang your license. I'm an agent with Compass. I've been there now for over four years. Um, before that, I was with Red Oak. Before that, I was with Cobalt Banker. Before that, I was with Red Oak. Before that, I was with Century 21. <laughs> I've been at a lot of different companies for different reasons over many, many years. This is my 25th, almost 26th year in the business. Right. You've been around for a while, and you're every year you seem to be you know, at, at the top. I mean, you just extend yourself further every year. Into, That's my goal. Yeah, and it's a, it's, it's a thrill to watch. It's mesmerizing. It makes me tired. <laughs> and so, um, so here we are after the, after the pandemic. And I know in 2021, or thereabouts, we started to see an increasing number of uh, realtors, you know, joining the local associations. And, and as everybody knows, we're at record levels of membership now in the national Correct. and local associations. And, you know, my guess is that it's, it's becoming somewhat problematic at this point, because we have this, um, you know, inventory you know, crisis. crisis. Yeah. yeah. And so you and I spoke in 2020. We were right on the edge. We were, things were getting really busy again. Mm -hmm. And you had commented on that. Um, and then, so where, where did 2021 go? And what did you see in 2021? Well, 2021 was actually a really excellent year. I mean, for everybody, it was phenomenal. Um, basically, if you had a paper bag, you could sell it. Um, people wanted to get out of their condos in San Francisco. They were all coming over to the East Bay. We had everybody able to work remotely. We had people really, really analyzing their home situation because they figured out that a big open space when they had two children that were under the age of six was very challenging for working when they were working from home. So mm -hmm. all of a sudden, a lot of the things they thought they wanted in a house didn't really work for them anymore. Mm -hmm. Everybody needed a home office. Everybody wanted to have, you know, some land around them. Everybody wanted to feel like they could get away from the world. Mm -hmm. And the East Bay lends itself to that more, for example, than San Francisco and many of the other metropolitan areas surrounding it. So I think we had just an absolute bumper year. Mm -hmm. um, personally, I did $112 million in 2021. Gross. So it was a totally kick-ass year mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving into 2022, things got better for some people. Um, but overall, all markets were down roughly 19%, mm -hmm. which was pretty much the difference for me in my business. I sold $85 million in 2022. And that year I did 61 transactions mm. and in 2021 I believe I did 82. So it was a little bit a little bit different. This year things are I mean if you're out there in the field you know there's nothing to sell anybody and since there's nothing to sell anybody we're all working incredibly hard to get anything done. I'm very fortunate because at this point in my career, I'm largely a listing agent. Yeah. So because of that, I've been very fortunate. I'm on track to have another 2021 personally. Mm. Yeah. So in 2021, um, it, it was a very peculiar year. I was actually, uh, like everybody, I was pleased with, you know, the, the results of 2021 from, a, you know, personally um, and business. It was, it was satisfying, if not almost too much. Um, mm -hmm. 
but it, I, I, you know, I, I found it problematic in the sense that I, I, I couldn't keep up with my normal uh, day-to-day running of the business because I was so busy and transactional right, all the time. Right. That, uh, and I also felt that the, the rates were problem were going to, well, the, the writing was on the wall. That the rates were going to go up ex- Ye- exponentially, yes. which they did. And there was an obsession in the country with real estate. I mean, yes. there, was, there was a lot more money floating around. Um, and there was very little you could do with it. And obsessing over real estate became like a national pastime. Mm-hmm. And people did a lot of movement. And now here we are, and, and the rates went up, and we saw the impact of mm-hmm. that last year. And this year we're seeing it. So who, who, like who's selling houses right now? Well, right now you've got an interesting thing going on in that I think that buyers have gotten inured to the new interest rates, and you know just just historically um, rates between five and seven percent is very normal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't normal to have rates at two and a half percent. So this is actually we're right kind of in a zone, and I mm-hmm. think buyers have realized, oh, we can do this. The reason we have such low inventory is for is fourfold in my mind's eye. Yeah. One of them is that during the pandemic, elderly people who would ordinarily have sold their homes and gone into assisted care, because the first people that got sick were people in rest homes, Mm. the kids got frightened for their parents. They didn't Mm. want to stick them into those sorts of situations. Mm. And so they figured out home health care for them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, American capitalism being what it is, a raft of companies grew up mm-hmm. that are specifically all about home health care. Mm. And that's become a very, very uh, normal mode of dealing with somebody who's elderly, which honestly I think is a really good thing yeah. because old people do much better with their routines and their things around them and everything being fairly normal for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so all those houses that should have gone on the market have not. Mm. Then you have all the people like me who've refinanced their houses at two and a half percent. Yeah. And, who is going to move when they have a loan at 2.5% right. and they also have a fixed rate on their taxes that's based on their purchase price when their house is worth you know, $2 million and they bought their house for $300,000 and right. they have an interest rate of 2.5%, they would be out of their minds to, to leave unless they absolutely cannot live in their house. Mm-hmm. So those are other people that mm-hmm. have not sold those houses. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's going on a lot is that people are bequeathing their houses to their kids and their kids are moving in Mm. and their kids are sometimes moving in before their parents pass away. Mm. So those houses are not coming on the market. Mm -hmm. Then of course you have the other aspect, which the number four part of it, which is just that people are uncertain because of the economy yeah, and because they're uncertain because of the economy, they just stay in stasis. It's called entropy and it's just it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So those four things, I think, are really, really affecting why people don't sell. Mm-hmm. And the end result of that is that right now, in our exact market, this year we have 96 new listings, whereas the year prior, mm-hmm. there were 226. Right. So that gives you an idea of how low the, I mean, and that, and you can, my, my wonderful broker, Shannon, the other day did a, did a graph for us, which was like every month, year over year. Yeah. And it's startling. I mean, we, 2023 so far, we've had less than half in most cases, the inventory. Right. 
So that's going to make it problematic for everyone. I've noticed it in listing appointments. I'm now, I walked into a listing appointment the other day. The lady asked me what I charged for commission. And mm. I said, well, in this case, you know, it was an elderly couple. I was thinking to myself, I'm not going to charge 6% on this one. I'll do it at five. So I said 5% thinking I was being generous generous yeah and she said well i've had several people offering to do it at three and a half percent wow and i'm thinking what brokerage would let anybody do something like this for you know essentially one percent commission but that desperate times start bringing desperate measures Mm. so what happens when people do that is of course it erodes our business makes us get looked at as you know less than you know bad used car salesmen Mm. it doesn't help anybody Mm -hmm. but people are worried and people don't have money and Mm. people haven't, there are a lot of people who haven't done a single transaction this year. And I so get it that they're wanting to grab for that stuff. And so I, you know, I said to the woman, well, you do what you want to do and right. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because the other thing is if somebody doesn't respect you and doesn't appreciate what you do, why are you going to put your beautiful life energy out for them? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's a good philosophy. Uh, you know, again, it gets back to like, how desperate are you for business? Right. When's the last you know, time you close a transaction? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, the way we get paid, it can be problematic mm-hmm. in these kinds of situations. I think this also becomes an exercise, not only in, well, how are you getting business and all? I want to ask you about like, what agents should be doing or what you're doing or like, you know, what's the plan here? It's also a very important time to talk about the business of being a realtor Mm -hmm. and how you survive up and down markets with grace. Right. You know, and and how is that possible to do it? Because really, if you didn't have all of that figured out, then of course this year is problematic. Correct. But if you'd figure that out, you know, several years ago, you know, you could weather this because you'd be set up in business. Right. Um, and the business end of being a realtor, I think, is is problematic for Pitts. It's the number one problem in the business. Oh, absolutely. Right? And the other thing is that, you know, if you scratch a realtor, you find somebody who's done something else. Right. So nine times out of ten, you're not dealing with somebody who's been in the financial markets in any way, shape, or form. You might be finding a teacher or an artist or a musician or a chef Mm -hmm. or you know a kinesiologist or some such businesses where they were not fully responsible for their own money right Um, when you're receiving a paycheck it's very very different than when you're living check to check from commissions and what happens with everyone and it's everyone is that if you have never been through an economic downturn you do not know what that feels like. You do not know what it's like when you haven't so, you know, socked away money for a rainy day. And you learn very fast after you've been through one of those <laughs> that you indeed need to set up savings accounts. You need to make sure that you've got a good tax accountant. You need to make sure that you've got a bookkeeper. You need the, you know, to make sure that you're doing everything on the straight and narrow. Because the other part of this is as independent contractors, we are much more in the short hairs of the IRS and places like that. And consequently, you have to be impeccable with your finances because they could call on you, you know, for yeah. something seven years ago mm-hmm. and and you need to make sure you've kept good books so point being when you are a realtor you have to realize that you're not just a realtor it's not just about being that trusted advisor for your clients it's also you're an entrepreneur you're running a business and you have to treat yourself 
like you are an entrepreneur, a leader, and someone who ha- is responsible for all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Exactly. It's like what we were talking about a little bit before, working on the business rather than in it. Mm-hmm. And most people can't figure out how to time block to the point where they can spend time on their business. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately, building a pipeline requires marketing. Marketing requires time. Mm-hmm. It requires thought. You can't just you know, sort of scattershot stuff out there. You have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. So every year, I first off, I set up goals. Then I figure out how many. I know because of my business coaching that I've done, I know down to how many phone conversations I need to have to do mm-hmm. the business that I want to do. Right. Um, you work with Buffini. Mm-hmm. I work with Vonda Martin. Mm-hmm. I worked with Tom Ferry. It's all pretty much the same as far as that stuff is go, is concerned. But when you set up those goals, then you have to think, well, how am I going to achieve those goals? And it's really, and the thing to remember is always not how much you make. Your gross commissions mean nothing. It's right. what you keep of your gross commissions. Right. So, so very first thing you need to do is is you know, set aside the money for the IRS, Mm -hmm. set aside the money for your savings, set aside the money for the bills that you actually have to pay. Budget or or bust. There's a great book called Profit First that's Mm -hmm. really worth reading. Okay. Okay. um, It'll it'll help anybody who is trying to figure out how to do a business. Um, I was a complete lame-o. I was a theater director before I got into real estate and I was not a business person. And it's taken me many, many years to become a business person. And now I'm a pretty good one at this point. Yeah. And and it's great to hear this. Thanks for sharing that because, sure. you know, you, you're Andrea Gordon. You're out there just <laughs> doing this ferocious amount of business. And yeah. just to, to hear you explain that, you know, you had to build yourself up from being pretty poor at oh. finances. Oh, absolutely. To, to understand it. But it, it's budget or bust, right? You know, it's yeah. it, it's like if you if you don't have a budget, stop everything you're doing right now. Exactly. Exactly. And there are all kinds of apps and programs out there that can really help you Mm -hmm. with this stuff. Um, you can actually even arrange for, you know, when you, when you get your commission, you can arrange for it to go directly into those accounts rather than ever going straight into your personal account. Yes. So there are things you can do that kind of trick you into doing, all of this yes. kind of automatically, and it will make you feel good. I had, I had a light bulb moment. You might get a kick out of this. Um, I had a financial coach within the past couple of years because I really wanted some insight into like mm-hmm. why my habits weren't changing mm-hmm. and what could I do. And she said, first meeting, she said, it was so interesting. She said, um, tell me about your last commission check. And I said, yeah. and she said, you think that's your money, don't you? You think that's your income? I said, yeah. She said, it's not your income. That's not your money. We'll Correct. get to what is your money later, Correct. but it's not that check. Correct. I was like, wow, that kind of blew my mind, even though I kind of knew, but I'd been in denial. Yeah. So, yeah, no, thank you for this. It's very, very useful. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a fascinating thing when you realize how little of your money you actually get to keep. Right. You know, and, it, and it's proportionally exactly the same. Just like I always tell buyer clients, doesn't matter what price point they're at, they always want something that's $200,000 more than they're buying. Right. They can be buying a $400,000 condo, but they right. can really afford something that's, you know, 250. Right. Or they can be buying a $4 million house and what they really want costs 
that much more. Dude, that's the way we're we're yeah. built, isn't it? Right from <laughs> you know, more, more, more. right from elementary school. I wanted the Nikes, but we couldn't afford the Nikes. I know, you know? I know. So, and that's that's how credit card companies get away with it. Exactly, you and know? that's that's the other thing. I mean, there are two things that I do every single day. Um, number one, I I absolutely clear out my inbox and my email okay. every single day. Yeah. And then the other thing that I do, and don't laugh, all of you people is I look at my bank account and I look at my credit cards and if there's anything owing in there, I pay it off. Right. That's smart. That's, so I, I never have any debt. That's smart. That was all explained to me by the financial coach yeah. that, that I've worked on a couple of years. And that was all explained to me by the School of Hard Knocks. Right. So. <laughs> right. so you can either wait for Most people wait for the School of Hard Knocks to do its thing, you know, even though they heard it all. Yeah. But it doesn't go in until you get the emotional sting yeah. Yeah. of the real, you know, the problem. Thank you for sharing all of that. Let's go back and wrap up part one of our conversation mm-hmm. uh, with, you know, your thoughts about the current market, mm-hmm. about maybe the number of realtors, although, you know, that's less important. Yeah. But um, in your opinion, maybe where you think the year is headed and, and when when might there be, I hate, I never use the word normal, normal market. I, I don't believe mm-hmm. that that's, I think that that's just a... There is no normal, there's market. No normal get, market. Get over that idea all right away right but you know just like a pendulum swinging we've had big mm-hmm. swings one direction when the pandemic rolled in mm-hmm. you know big swing another direction now as a fallout from cheap money mm-hmm. and from all of the great reshuffling that went on you know at some point the pendulum's going to swing just a little closer to center and mm-hmm. when do you do you have any any sense of when that might happen well i think if we were left on our own it would it would happen very soon. Oh, I think that yeah. everything is somewhat coming back to normal. Although I'm, mm. I don't think the pandemic is a hundred percent over yet. But it is getting more normal out there. Right. We are actually having more normal lives, which is right. fantastic and wonderful. Right. Um, but right now, for whatever reason, the Department of Justice is really trying to come after us in our mm. in our profession. Um, there is a lawsuit out there. Uh, against the National Association of Realtors and naming several different large real estate firms mm-hmm. where they are attempting to say that it is violation of antitrust, that um, the seller pays both for the buyer's agent's commission and the, and the listing agent's mm-hmm. commission. If they happen to win this lawsuit, it's mm-hmm. going to have an enormous ripple effect all the way through real estate. And it's going to cause a lot of problems mm-hmm. and going to make it that much more difficult for all of us. And everybody who's in real estate knows we have a hard job. We all work our asses off. We are all in the trenches together doing this. Um, most realtors are much more collegial than the, the public knows. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because everybody knows that if you're doing any business at all, you're working really hard. In any case... What will happen during all of this is that the people who are very inexperienced will just leave the business, just Mm -hmm. like they did the last time there was a big economic downturn. Mm -hmm. But the other thing that's going to come up is, and, and, you know, I I hope I'm not being prophetic here, but you're going to see a lot of these sort of iBuyer schemes. You're going to see a lot of, you know, buy your house for only $100 sorts of things. And there'll Mm -hmm. be no government jurisdiction over it. It's going to decimate the multiple listing services. It's Mm -hmm. going to decimate real estate companies. And eventually the fallout will be, it'll also be sell your house for a hundred dollars. So it's going to, there are going to be a bunch of I or tech companies that come up 
that are going to try and horn into our business because they just see us as, as you know, low-hanging fruit, honestly. Right. There's not a lot of public, um, I don't know, opinion about Realtors and our business that's good because mm-hmm. we haven't done a good enough job of promoting what it is we actually do. I'm, I'm kind of making it my life's work mm-hmm. in many ways to show people what it is realtors do. Mm-hmm. And in, in varying ways, I'm writing a book about it, mm-hmm. working on my own podcast about Good. it, working on a television series about it, all because I feel like we are disrespected as a profession. And mm-hmm. it's just so unfair because we work incredibly hard and mm-hmm. do incredible things for our clients and nobody gets it. Mm-hmm. So that's going to cause a big ripple in the business. And I don't know what the you know, ultimate fallout will be from that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm aware of all that is Mm -hmm. going on. I do think agents, you know, really do need to have subscriptions to things like things like Inman. Mm -hmm. Um, Somebody asked me the other day, like, well, how often do you like, there's all these things that come up from Inman all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, what do I do about that? And I said, read it Mm -hmm. because it's important because this career is under, attack all the time and hopefully our licensing will mean something because when i think of that coupled with ai and Mm -hmm. and, you know generative ai and how quickly that's come on the scene oh yeah you know in the hands of you know corporations who are intent on as you said getting the low-hanging fruit Mm -hmm. i think you know it this is not an easy career uh now and it looks like it's going to become harder and more threatened over the next uh, you know, it, exactly few years. and that's why i was saying that if left to our own devices that pendulum would swing to the middle but i actually think that this is going to have huge ramifications on us all in the next couple of years and i think that in five years i hope i'm wrong but i think within five years real estate as we know it will be very very different it could be quite different okay so you are um we have to wrap it up for part one. Okay. But you're, I, I think we're in an interesting place for part two. Okay. Because you're on a committee with Bridge. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually on the board of directors of the Bridge Association of Realtors, and I'm also on the Multiple Listing Service Committee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also on something called MMG, which mm-hmm. is the committee of all three major multiple listing services in the Bay Area. Wonderful. Well. So. And I've been doing that for 15 years, by the way. Let's pick it up there next week when we chat. Andrea, thank you so much for your time. Of course. Okay, just one announcement this week. Let's talk about RAW, the Realtor and Affiliate Wellness Drop-In Wellness Meetings that occur every fourth Friday of the month from 11 a.m. to 12.15 p.m. This month, that falls on Friday, April 28th. Please come and find serenity with us in a safe place where our members help each other in a confidential and anonymous setting to discuss matters that may be affecting their businesses and their personal lives. The group remains anonymous. No registrations required. Again, it's the Realtor Affiliate and Wellness Drop-In Wellness Meetings, 11 a.m. Friday, April 28th, and that's in the Training Center at 2855 Telegraph Avenue. Let's do the credits. I'm your host, Declan Spring. Please reach out to me at 415-446-8591 with comments or suggestions, or you can email me at declan at redoakrealty.com. Thanks to Divine Alara, CEO of Bridge Association of Realtors, and the staff at Bridge Association of Realtors, and our current Bridge AOR president, Felicia Mares Villa, for making 
this show possible. Thanks to Chuck Lindo for the podcast music, chucklindomusic at gmail.com. And thanks to Lisa Mazur for our graphics, lisamazurdesign.com. Catch you on the next uh, podcast, everybody. And in the meantime, please like the show and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to us on and share with your industry friends or anybody else who might be interested. (laughs) 